Hello. It's great to be with you this morning. Um, it's great to be wherever you're watching this or listening to this. Uh, how are you doing? How are you finding the current situation? Restrictions are lifting slowly, but it feels like we've been in this for a very long time. And I still feel like I'm still trying to get to grips with what this life looks and feels like. Um, But a few weeks ago, a cartoonist I follow on Instagram posted this. Uh, The brain is ready and raring to go. While his heart is just like, no, I can't do it. He can't, he doesn't feel like it. And it felt like the cartoonist had seen my day and perfectly summed it up in one post. For one moment, he understood me and knew what I felt. I'd started my day ready to take on the world, to conquer my to-do list, to get so much done. And I really ended up not doing much. And in all honesty, this is quite a common occurrence. Lockdown and the working from home life for me is just, I'm not a fan of it, let's say. I look forward to not dodging people in the supermarket. I look forward to going into the office and not working from random rooms in my house. I look forward to seeing my friends and not thinking, are we two metres apart? I look forward to going to church, although eating breakfast while at church is quite a perk of lockdown. Overall, life in lockdown for me hasn't been that bad. I live with three friends and we have quite a lot of fun together. Food is a massive priority in our house, so most things revolve around that. We enjoy making, um, having time together, having the extra time together. And we found some kind of groove in having all of us work from home. Our WhatsApp group is now a booking system for our lounge and we have signs that let us know what kind of video call someone is on and how much noise we can make. I know this isn't the case for everyone. You might be living alone and really struggling not having that human interaction that is not two metres apart or through a screen. You might live with other people, but you really miss seeing other friends and seeing other family members. You might have had a really busy life before lockdown, and now everything is confined to your house or a few other places. You might be feeling really lonely and isolated in this situation. Loneliness is a real side effect of lockdown and social distancing. Just last week, a study was released that said that the number of people who regularly feel lonely has increased during lockdown. But loneliness isn't something specific to lockdown. It isn't something new to 2020. We have felt this long before Zoom was a daily part of our vocabulary and COVID-19 was even a thing. In 2018, it was announced that we have a loneliness epidemic in the UK. And it is said that those who are aged 16 to 34 are the loneliest generation, even though they are the most connected generation. And loneliness isn't only 
related to physical isolation and how connected we are. We can feel alone in a crowded room. We can feel alone with our family or with our friends. We can feel alone in a whole variety of places and situations. Even in my house of four, where we have a lot of fun together, where we care for each other and where we know each other, loneliness is a felt emotion. In each one of us, we have a deep longing for a relationship. We need to be known, loved and accepted. We need to feel like we fit in, like we belong, like we have a place. And we look for these things in our friends, our family, our spouses. And these are good things. We need community and we love community. Community is so important and that's why we think small groups is important because that's a place for community and being known. But however great these things are, they can't always fill that void of loneliness. Situations change. New commitments come up meaning there is less time. People move away. We won't always be there for each other and we won't always understand each other. But I do know someone who does. This whole series is about praying from the heart. Praying our emotions, taking our doubt, fear, despair and loneliness to God. We aren't saying that as Christians we don't feel these things but we're saying that as Christians, we can take them to Jesus. We can tell him all about them. And today we're going to look at Psalm 139 and what it says about God and our loneliness. My chat is going to read Psalm 139 for us. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of dawn and settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is a light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Thank you, my Jack. So why should we go to God in our loneliness? What does this psalm tell us about loneliness? 
What does this psalm tell us about what God and has to do about our loneliness? There is a lot in this psalm, and we're just going to dive straight into verses 7 to 10, where David, who wrote the psalm, tells us that whenever we feel alone, we aren't alone, because God is always with us. He says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. David knows that God is everywhere. That there is no place too far, no situation too low, that God isn't there. God doesn't think twice about being in a place or just decide not to go because it is too difficult, too messy, or just too far. God occupies every part of this earth. He is on top of the highest mountain, and he is at the deepest part of the deepest ocean. He is at the point furthest away from you right now, but also he is right there next to you. Wherever you are, whatever situation you are in, regardless of the amount of people with you, God is with you. Do you know this? Do you know that God is with you wherever you go? I lived in Guatemala for a couple of years and I remember really realising that God is everywhere. I realised that the same God that I knew in the UK was with me and had been in Guatemala the whole time. He hadn't left me when I left the UK and he hadn't arrived in Guatemala as I landed. He is the God of the nations, Lord over all the earth. And country borders, vast oceans, different cultures, languages and race do not stop him. They cannot hold him back. In moving to Guatemala, I left everyone and everything I knew. And yet I found God was always with me. Were there moments of loneliness? Of course. But did God ever leave me? Not once. I heard it put like this. If God is everywhere, then there are at least four people in every room you are in. You, God the Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Think about it. Picture it. The God who is everywhere and reigns over everything is with you right now. Whether you're watching church live or you're listening to this during the week, Why not take a moment and ask God to show you where he is? Be open to seeing him. Throughout lockdown, God has reminded me that he is with me always. Whether that be sat on my sofa as I do Zoom calls, or whether that be in my room as I try to get my work done, or whether I'm just watching TV in the lounge. He is always with me. I just don't always notice him. And this is it. Sometimes we don't notice God. Sometimes we can't see him. There have been many times when I feel like God isn't there or I can't see him. In deep moments of loneliness, when I really want God to show up, it has felt like he hasn't. And many of you will be able to relate to this 
And maybe you are asking yourself these various questions. Where is God in my situation? But God is there in those moments because he is always with us and he sees us, even when we can't see him. In verse 11 and 12, David writes, If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, for the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For darkness is as light to you. What is hidden in the darkness is not hidden from God. He sees it all. The darkness might not lift and we aren't known for our night vision so we might not see God in the darkness. But God sees us and he's always with us. The darkness doesn't stop God. When feelings of loneliness overwhelm us and we can't see God, we have to hold on to the truth that God is always with us and that he sees us even when we can't see him ourselves. So when we feel alone, we can always go to God because he is always with us and he always sees us, whether we can see him or not. But loneliness isn't just about being physically alone. It's also that sense of not feeling known or understood And David addresses this at the start of the psalm in verses 1 to 4. He says that the truth is that God knows us completely. Nothing about you is a mystery to God. Verses 1 to 4 say, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. He knows all that we do. He knows our habits and the lack of habits. He knows the day-to-day, pretty mundane things. And he also knows the really exciting things. He knows what we think, both those things that we keep to ourselves and those things that we voice. And he knows them before we even say them. He knows us better than we know ourselves. There is that classic teenage line that young people will say to their parents of, you don't understand me, or you just don't get it. And although as adults we may not say this out loud, we have probably thought it at times. You can explain your thoughts to someone in the clearest way possible, and they still don't get it. Or you might have been in a situation where you just don't explain something because it is so much effort to try and get them to understand. But this isn't the case with God. We can't say to God, you just don't understand or you don't get it. Or at least we can't say it truthfully. As we saw in verses 7 to 12, God is always with us. He sees everything. And in verses 1 to 4, we are told he knows us completely. God is the one person that does understand you, that gets you completely, 
and truly does know you. Do you know this? Has God shown you how deeply he knows you? Sometimes when God shows me that he knows me, it is in the small things. It is in the ways that he communicates with me. I will understand and remember pictures far more than words. And so that's how he communicates with me. And he knows my life. He knows what's best for me. And in hindsight, I have seen that when things haven't gone the way that I wanted them to go, actually God has been orchestrating things because he knows what the best thing for me is. We know that God knows, is always with us and that he knows us intimately. But could it just be that he is always with us but he's actually really bored, but has nowhere else to go because he's everywhere? Or what if he knows us completely, but actually doesn't like us? This isn't the case, thankfully. In verses 13 to 18, we are told that God cares for us because he created each one of us. He knew us long before we were even born. David writes in verse 13, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God created you intricately and intentionally. Those that knit will know that you don't just accidentally knit something great. And that is what we are. Great. David goes on to say that God's works are wonderful. AKA, we are wonderful. We're told in Ephesians 2 verse 10 that we are God's masterpieces. And to create a masterpiece, it takes time, skill and care. Now, I can't say I have ever created a masterpiece, but I did study art at uni. And I can tell you that it took time and effort to create my final pieces. I didn't just throw them together and not care about what the final outcome was. I spent so much time on them. I took time over creating them. I loved them. I put part of me into them. And I wanted to create something that was beautiful and great. And this is how David pictures God creating him. It wasn't in a factory, each person the same. And it wasn't in a last minute, oh, I'll just chuck this here and put that there and that will do. He intricately put us together. He created each part of you and not just the, your physical body, but also your whole life. He had written your whole life out before you even took your first breath. He saw you before anyone had even seen you on an ultrasound picture. He knew you before anyone even knew you existed. You are a masterpiece, loved and created and cared for. Remember that. So in our loneliness, we can go to God because he is always there because he knows us completely and he created us and cares for us deeply. 
These foods won't always remove loneliness for us. They haven't always for me. But it does mean that we can always turn to God, holding on to these things, reminding us that he is always there, knows us completely and cares for us. But there's just one last thing in this psalm. Throughout it, there is this sense of attention. On one hand, there is this wonder and awe of these truths that we've just spoken about. But on the other hand, there is almost a sense of fear. It is although these truths are incredible, they also have the ability to be incredibly scary. If God knows us completely, he knows everything about us. He knows the things that we try to hide, the things that we don't want anyone to see because we don't want to be alone. And if God is everywhere, there is nowhere that we can get away from him. No place that God won't find us. Nothing can hide the guilt and shame we feel from God. And David knows this, but still echoes the first verse in the end of the psalm. He says, Search me, God, and know that my know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I'm not sure I always want God to search me and know me because I know what is inside of me. I know the anxious thoughts he will find. I know the offensive ways that he will see. And I know that I will be counted in the wicked that David calls God to slay in verse 19. I also know that David was without, not without sin either. His bad decisions, adultery and murder plots are written in the Bible for us all to read long after he died. But still he says, search me, God, and know my heart. How can he do this? David knew God as father. He trusted God. He trusted God that, he cared, that God cared for him and loved him. He knew that God would save him and he knew the promise of Jesus the Messiah and what that would bring. And we live on the other side of that. We live after Jesus. We live in the power of Jesus' resurrection and, and know that he has saved us. Because Jesus never sinned, Jesus is the only one who can call for God to slay the wicked and not have to count himself in the category of the wicked. Only Jesus can ask God to search him and know that God won't find any offensive way in him. Only Jesus could make a way for us so that we can find comfort in the fact that God never leaves us, knows us completely and cares for us. Because of the cross, Jesus took our place. He took our punishment for all things we have ever thought, said or done wrong. He got what we deserved and we get what he deserves. Life eternal with God. We get to meet, we, Jesus made a way for us to have a relationship with God, to be made right with God, to be forgiven and adopted into God's family. It is because of Jesus that we can find true comfort in the fact 
that God never leaves us, that he knows us completely and that he created and cared for us. So what do we do when loneliness hits? And what will it, and it will. Life with Jesus doesn't mean that we will never feel lonely. Even Jesus felt lonely as his friends still did not understand what he had to do, even though he told them several times. When his friends abandoned, abandoned him as he was arrested and on the cross as he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So what do we do with our loneliness? When the feelings of loneliness overwhelm, where do we go? Well, we can go confidently to God, giving him our feelings and our emotions. And we hold on to the comfort that we find God in the situations where no one else is. Knowing that he never leaves us, knowing that he knows us completely and that he created us wonderfully and cares for us deeply. So much so that Jesus died for us. But this isn't it. This is the situations that we face now. But there is hope. This is not the end. We know that one day we will be fully with God, fully in his presence, where there will be no tears, sadness or even loneliness forever. And we can look forward to that wonderful day. Thank you.